Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. And welcome back to Meeting of the Minds. Today I'm here with the great Adam Brachetti. We had some battles back when we were in our college days in wrestling. He got the better of me two out, two out of three times. So he's a man I really respect. I respect him either way, no, pro, no doubt about it. But great wrestler, Marine, a businessman, family man. Adam, I'm just honored you join us in the show. Gene, thanks, buddy. It's gr- great to be here today. And yeah, I remember those battles. I, th- I think we always met up at the Navy Classic here in Annapolis. You're right. I think maybe a couple dual meets to Rutgers Navy. But uh, yeah. No, you're right. We wrestled every time at Navy. Yeah, that's right. So you had the home field advantage there, like that. That's that's, 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 that's that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I remember this, but yeah, you're, you're a good man, Gene. Great to be here. I love love what you're doing, buddy. These, these podcasts are are awesome, shaping and molding minds, and I, I just it's such a great thing. So happy to be here today. Yes, thank you, thank you. All right, so let's take it. Walk us through your journey with from being from wrestling, then on to the Naval Academy, uh, Marines. And then now in business and sales. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I guess start uh, from, from the beginning, you know, you know, wrestling, um, you know, we all get into wrestling for different reasons. I, I never had anybody in my family that had wrestled before on either my, my mother or father's side. So it was a brand new concept in my family. The, the reason I got in, I, I was just a uh, rambunctious kid, probably some undiagnosed ADD roughhousing all the time I, I, we were obsessed with wwf back in the day you know hulk hogan ultimate warrior so we were setting up rings in our house and body slamming little brother so you know my, my father was like i we got to get this kid into into, into something so uh they, they found wrestling and that that's how it all started at age 10 at the at the local ymc in my hometown and uh, you know wrestling I, i played a lot of sports growing up but there's something about wrestling that, that was different that kind of drew me in Um, you know, it's just such a grind, which, which we all know, but, you know, winning a wrestling match, it's just for the first time, it's a life-changing event as, as a young kid. I mean, the, the confidence that puts in you, just that glory of that first win, it's, it's a feeling that you just want to replicate. And so immediately I, I knew that was, I knew that was my sport. So, so that's how it all happened. And I just kind of wanted, wanted more of it. And, um, you know, did a lot of sports growing up or wrestling, um, that that's what, that's what really brought me in. 
and ultimately led to me, uh, you know, going to the, go to the Naval Academy. Uh, you know, I was, I was a good athlete or a good uh, student in high school. I'm competitive. So I'm not saying I'm, the, I'm not the smartest, but I, I worked hard because I'm competitive. And so I, I got good grades and, and uh, you know, a, a good wrestling career in high school helped me to get into uh, to the Naval Academy in Annapolis. So that's that was kind of the uh, that was the beginning of, of how that all happened. So it's kind of <laughs> dad wanted me out of the house, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. definitely. And then how did how did that shape you then going to the Naval Academy? That had to be a big jump from just high school. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the Naval Academy, I, I would say, I would say wrestling shaped me more than, than the Naval Academy. So I'll, I'll go into what, what wrestling gave me, but being at the Naval Academy, you know, all the intangibles I came there having, uh, the Naval Academy, what, what it really taught me, we got a lot of leadership training, but really the Naval Academy taught you organization, right? Because there's just so much happening there and you're, you're going to get behind. You're going to fail if you're not organized because, you know, you're dealing with the military aspect, right? You're dealing with a very tough uh, academic curriculum. I was an engineer there. So that, if you, you know, if you don't like math, you're out of luck, buddy. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a really, it's a brutal curriculum and then throwing in uh, wrestling. I mean, that, that just makes a recipe for a disaster if you're, if you're not an organized person. So I think that that's what the Naval Academy brought to me, but I would say wrestling um, allowed me to get through there and, and do well. Um, I, I think wrestling, and this is kind of what this is all about. Wrestling prepares you, uh, I think, for anything you, you do in life. Okay, um, any success I find in my life, I can attribute that to what I what I learned wrestling. You know, um, it just it prepares you to compete every, every single day. Um, most importantly, for discipline. I mean, I think in order to be successful in life, you, you got to be disciplined. And, and that's the, that's probably the most important thing I pulled away from wrestling, you know, uh, delayed gratification, trying to having to go through a long, rigorous uh, season. Right? Everybody, everybody knows that 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 grind, um, you know, personal sacrifice, all these things that you take from wrestling, uh, the perseverance, having to get back up after after a devastating loss. Those, those are all the attributes that I think allow you to go to a place like the Naval Academy um, and excel and, and do well. So I, 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 you know, the Naval Academy taught me a lot, but wrestling helped me go there and helped me, you know, do well at, at that institution. So I, I, I give it all to wrestling, just like other sports too. But I think, um, you know, that, that was the main uh, amplifier for me. Makes sense. Now, yeah. wow, going from engineering eventually into sales, I would assume most engineers cannot make that transition. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's the, the, the Naval Academy. It is a uh, everybody there basically gets a minor in, in engineering. And at the time, I, that was a that was a challenging major that I, I just I just wanted to try. You know, I, I knew that after graduation, I wasn't going to be applying that that major. Right. I mean, so we're, we're all either going to be uh, leaders uh, in, in the Navy or leaders in the Marine Corps. So I knew it wasn't as relevant. I, I, I chose engineering more as a, as a way to learn, learn to solve problems and, and be challenged, but it really had nothing to do with, uh, with getting, you know, going into sales. That, that, that's a whole different story that happened after the Marine Corps, <laughs> so, which, which I'll go into. Yeah. Chooses, chooses engineering just because he thinks it would be fun to learn your machine. I was misguided. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's great. But I'm sure that helped shape you because everything we do, it shapes us in some way. It does. Again, it's, it's just, you know, 
with wrestling, we, we learn and we're taught to put your head down and grind and take challenges head on, face on, however you want to say it. That's how I, I viewed engineering. I'm like, man, I know this is a very tough curriculum. And it's going to, if I choose something like this to, at the Naval Academy, I, I'm going to have to have it together to be able to do well and, and get through this. I'm going to have to be even more prepared, but have to be more organized, especially with wrestling. So I, I did that. I wanted to do that as a challenge. And, you know, I, I, I knew that I probably would never use it, but I, it was a good, good baseline education. Um, Naval Academy is heavily in the sciences. And again, I, I definitely benefited from having to uh, balance all of those things in such a difficult manner. And that, that helped me later on in life. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Now, now talk about that transition from the Naval Academy to the Marines. You know, so becoming a Marine, I would say about 20% of our graduates roughly uh, go into the Marine Corps. And so, Gene, were you 02, class of 2002 yeah. high school? Yeah. Okay. So you and I, we were, we were the first class um, that, ex- you know, our senior year basically is when 9-11 happened. Okay. Right. So very, um, that, that galvanized our country, but more, I, I think you know, that, that senior graduating class, I'd already made the, the commitment to go to the Naval Academy, but through that experience, I knew that, you know, at the time being in school, I, I had a lot of friends and people I knew that, that were in Iraq, that are, that are in Afghanistan, um, that they're actively engaged in combat. And so, you know, we all wanted to be a part of that, but, you know, I made a decision that I, that I wanted to be a, be a leader of Marines on the ground, uh, on the front lines and lead Marines in combat. So that, that's the decision that, that I'd say a lot of the, uh, most of the wrestlers uh, decided to do at, at that point. So transitioning into the Marine Corps, um, you know, I, I would say very grueling process, right? Um, tough mentally, uh, very tough mentally and physically, but the people that excel in, in, in the Marines, um, a lot of times were, were some of the athletes that, that I worked with, a lot of the wrestlers, people that were used to uh, living that, that daily grind. So the Marine Corps, the whole tr- transition process wasn't, wasn't that difficult but from, a, from a physical standpoint. What was difficult was um, learning to uh, cope with the fact that we were going to be leading young men and women into, into combat, right? So we went through probably a year, year and a half training process where we, we learned all the basics of, of leadership, you know, how to lead a platoon into an offense, into a defensive position, how to call in air support. Um, and it, it was real. It wasn't real. I mean, it was training, but we knew that, you know, as soon as we graduated, we, we were going off to Afghanistan or Iraq. So um, the stakes are much higher. And it, it was a real, um, you, you know, that this wasn't just a, it wasn't just training. We were to be applying this in real life, real life or death scenarios coming up soon. And I would say the most difficult part of the whole transition, I mean, the training is the training. If, if you're a wrestler, you've been through the grind, it, it's not going to be that hard. The, the most exciting and the hardest part for the transition in the Marine Corps was that first time you step in front of your platoon, right? Because you think about we're young officers that you know, all, all our Marines knew we, we have no real world experience other than practicing, you know, learning doctrine and, and studying, you know, battle scenarios. So the first time you step in front of your platoon, it's nerve wracking, right? Cause you, you have one chance to, to make a great impression. Um, you know, and these Marines are going to be, they're going to be judging you. Okay. And, and how do we, as somebody with no experience, you know, gain the respect and, and lead these, these men, women who, who've already been to battle, they've been to combat. Now we're stepping in there as a, you know, young Lieutenant, so that was, that was a very, that was the most difficult part, but, uh, you know, obviously you use your intuitions and leadership to, to get through that. 
Um, and then, yeah, after all the training, um, you know, I, I linked up my unit and did two, you know, pretty serious combat deployments over, over to Afghanistan, 2008 and uh, back in 2010. Wow. Excellent. And yeah. on behalf of everyone, thank you for your service. I should have said appreciate it. John Cox when he was on too, but both of you guys and all, and everyone at that, at the academies and just all of our armed, armed forces. So thank you. Thank uh, you, Gene. Talk, talk about that a little bit, because that's great for leaders in general, business and yep. you're stepping in, or even a young coach, you're stepping yep. in front of a group for the first time. You might have assistant coaches that are much older than you, more yep. experienced. What are some of maybe the, the mindsets that you want to bring in there and maybe some common mental mistakes that you've seen or maybe that you've made that, that they could avoid? You know, I, the, the biggest mistake when stepping in front of a, a group of uh, a, anybody, um, all, all different levels of experience, diff, different ages, the, the worst thing you can do is come into that with, with a chip on your shoulder, right? Um, come in there acting like there's nothing you need to learn. I think the best, I've seen people fail miserably doing that. They, they come in and, and, and they're, they're insecure. And so they try to overcompensate that with trying to lay the hammer down, right? And just try to let everybody know they're in charge. I, I think you approach a situation like that with, with humility um, and just, just let the people know you know, we're a team, right? I, I'm your platoon commander. I've been entrusted to lead you all. But this, without this team aspect, you know, without the give and take, um, without me being able to learn from you and you, you learn some stuff from me, we're never going to be able to, to succeed. So it's really just treating people with respect, um, working together uh, to complete a common goal, but just being, and being, being humble. I, I think the most, the other most important part about that is leading by example. Uh, you know, you have to practice what you preach. You got to be the leader. You get, you got to, in most wrestlers I see that become leaders of Marines, they always lead from the front because that's just the mentality that, that we're, we're, that we're trained, uh, trained to uh, take on. So those are some of the things that I think will help you become a leader. It'll help you earn the respect of the people that you're leading, right? It's, it's leading from the front, you know, building mutual trust and, and just uh, and really working on, on teamwork. So yeah, that, that's how we, you know, it's not rocket science kind of leadership 101, but that's how we'd applied in you know, going through two very difficult combat uh, experiences, um, that is having those things is essential. Having a group of people that, that love and respect each other and that would do anything for each other, uh, that, that's key to success, especially in, in, a, in a life or death situation. Right. That makes a yeah. lot of sense. Uh, now talk about how you transitioned from there, from the Marines and into business and sales. Well, yeah, so after my, after my second deployment, you know, I came back and um, I went to Walter Reed National Military Medical Center. And so I was, uh, was the company commander up there for about 150 you know, very critically wounded Marines. I would, there's actually a couple that were with me when I was over at my last deployment that were still in the hospital, uh, you know, had, which had, they had been wounded on, on that deployment. So I was entrusted to be their leader at the, up in Bethesda, Maryland. And I, my job was basically to oversee their recovery. Uh, the people that are the Marines that were, um, that were fit to go back to duty, we'd help them get back into the Marine Corps, but most of them were going to be transitioned out. So we, we helped them, uh, you know, navigate through the VA process, get all the benefits that, that they've earned and just uh, help them with a hopefully a meaningful transition back, back to society, to the civilian world. 
so that, that, that's what I was doing when I, when I transitioned over uh, to Lincoln. It was really just through happenstance. You know, I, I, I met, some, met some great people um, who uh, invited myself and a, and a bunch of wounded Marines up to the uh, Army-Navy game up at uh, Lincoln Financial Field in Philly. It was just through that event, uh, you know, I was a Marine captain, I had a, had a bunch of my Marines with me, and uh, we met, about, met some, some of the leadership at, at Lincoln and, and, and really hit it off, and you know, they, they suggested that if I ever got out, I should, I should apply. Um, I, I love the culture at Lincoln. I mean, I, all the people that I talked to there, they, they were just great. Um, it looked like they were having a lot of fun. I didn't really know anything about sales, but I knew that, you know, coming from the Marine Corps, I, I love culture, um, and I wanted to go to... I wanted to work in another culture that I felt like I could thrive. Uh, something that was a meritocracy where you could, you could work hard and your, your hard work would pay off. And I, you know, in talking to these, these uh, great people at Lincoln, I really felt that, that uh, that was the case. So it was really just a fluke, you know, being at the right place, at the right time, meeting them. And uh, I took a chance and, uh, and, and went over to Lincoln and interviewed and found myself up in Radnor, Pennsylvania. And, Eight months later, uh, was lucky enough to get a job, a sales job here, and we're currently at Annapolis, Maryland. I've been here for six years now, so it's great to be back. That is great, and, yeah. and you're right. You would think more wrestlers would gravitate towards sales. I mean, I don't know the job distribution breakdown yep. among wrestlers, but just like you said, the fact that it's a meritocracy, you could work as hard as you work, you could be that good. You would think wrestlers would always gravitate to that. I think it's just lack. It's just lack of awareness. Um, I never knew, knew anything about sales. You, you hear sales and you automatically, there's Negative. like a bad yeah. connotation with it, right? Um, but I, I don't know why, but if you think, I mean, everything in life is sales. I mean, you're, you're always, try, no matter what you're doing, you're trying to persuade somebody of, you know, what you have to provide them is going to be good for them. It's going to imp- improve or enhance their life. So sales is a, a, a very, uh, important skill to have in life. And so I, I just think it's, it's bad branding. Uh, I, I think, you know, it's an, it's a wonderful job for anybody who's driven. And, and I, I think, I think it's a great place for wrestlers to go or to look at I mean, sales comes in all shapes and sizes, but, uh, and it's, it's just so much about relationships and, and, and building trust between, between yourself and your customers. And that's all things that, you know, we've, we've done and learned our whole life. And especially the military, that's, that's built on relationships and teamwork and working together. So, yeah, sales, sales is a great career. I, so I didn't know that. I just stumbled upon it. But uh, it's something I love. And I'm, I'm re- really glad this is what I'm doing. Yeah. And like you said, a bad connotation, but it's, it's really problem solving. It's helping people yep. get what they want. Like if it's not a good match, it doesn't it, that, that's not what we're talking about, really, with sales. It's finding their pain. And how, yep. could we, how could we help you with that? And like you said, we do that all the time. If you have a yep. good piece of exercise equipment, you're like, Gene, you should get this. I'm like, no, I already have this other piece of equipment. You're like, no, no but this is really going to help you. <laughs> this is your goal. This is what you want to use. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. And, you know, just, just like wrestling where you, you, build, you build a process, there's a process to sales. And just like wrestling where every day we, we wake up to compete day after day, you got to wake up to compete every day with sales. And it's, so it's, it's kind of fun. It's the same. It's you know, there's a lot of the same type of gratification. Um, and it's not, not that it's a game, but it, it does feel good to compete every day. And you, when you're able to help somebody, you're able to build a relationship. It, it's a great feeling, right? It, it, it keeps you coming back and it keeps you doing that job because obviously you got to like what you do and you got to feel like you're, you're, contrib- you're contributing. So yeah, there, there's, there's a lot of parallels between, uh, between wrestling and, uh, and sales. So it's, it's a great career. I'd, I would urge any, any wrestler who's getting out or 
just finishing up college to, to look, look at that direction. Cause it's a very, uh, it can create a, a good lifestyle and an independent lifestyle if you're a self-starter. And again, like wrestling, you have to be a self-starter. You get, you have to be independent. You have to be somebody who builds uh, great daily habits and, and builds a process and sticks to the process. So again, I, I, I think there's some really, really good parallels to wrestling in business and sales. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm hearing from you with wrestling school, yep. uh, Marines, business sales. It's, it's very similar when you, when you talk about the mindset, that's yep. what we're talking about the mindset, what, what mindsets and perspectives help you versus what hurt you. That's great. I, I think the mindset that hurts you, cause I want to focus on that first. And this is the same mindset that, that hurts you in wrestling. It's, it's a mindset of, you know, self-doubt, complacency, uh, being afraid to, to lose, being afraid to mess up. The, 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 those are all the pitfalls that I think will, will derail you in sales, but those are also the pitfalls that will, will keep a, a good wrestler from becoming great. Then, you know, I, I didn't really get to discuss that in terms of the wrestling, but you know, th- that's, that's something I always saw in wrestlers, even, even myself, um, you know, some of the problems I had at, at, at the highest stage in the big matches, I, I was held back sometimes because, uh, you know, I'm not sure a lot of wrestlers can re- relate to this. I know they can just being fearful uh, uh, of messing up or, or losing or disappointing somebody that holds you back, that, that keeps you from reaching your highest potential, uh, that self-doubt. So when you can correct that, that's where I've seen good wrestlers become great. When you correct that in sales, um, you're, you're able to have, when you have that mindset uh, of self-confidence, you know, not being afraid to fail, not being afraid of rejection to pick up the phone and, and talk to somebody that you don't know. Um, that's when that, that really sets the stage for, for some success. Okay. And then obviously with, with sales, you have to do everything that you did in wrestling. You have to set goals, right? You have to build good daily habits. You have to come up with a, with an actual process. And then just like wrestling, just like every other thing we've done in our life, you, you stick to the process, you trust that process. And that's going to give you the confidence to know that 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 will pay off. Right. And then lastly, you just kind of get up every day and you you go compete. Right. You should be excited to compete and to try to complete that goal just like you you did before. But those are some of the mindsets. But and I guess some of the pitfalls. And again, there's a lot of parallel there. That's awesome. Great stuff, Adam. I really appreciate you jumping on the show. So much, so much, very practical and concrete information that people could take with them. I hope anyone watching well, we're, we're pre-recorded right now, but when people do watch, I hope they're sitting here with a notebook, a pen, taking notes because everything you gave was great. Thank you very much, Adam. Oh, anytime, Gene. Pleasure to be here, buddy. And again, thanks for what you guys are doing. Best of luck. Absolutely. You too. Take care. Take, take care. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.